when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I remember spending hours doing, making my own fun in Kirby Air Ride for the GameCube. While the game's main mode was ultimately a mediocre kart racer, there was another mode tied to a small open world city that allowed the player to explore off or on in any of the game's multiple vehicles. My buds and I would claim each one of the map's smaller areas of our own and collect all our favorite vehicles, then go back and forth trying to steal each other's carts, basically recreating a preschooler-friendly version of GTA. All of this was created in a relatively empty sandbox in a weird Nintendo spinoff that few people remember. Yet it holds an equally lofty place in my heart as the hours I dumped into multiplayer titan Super Smash Brothers, and I think that's pretty neat. In some ways, I'm still looking for a game that captures that improvisational magic. And those are the words from a reader slash listener, Adam, uh, in a in a call I put out the other day uh, about making your own fun in games. And that's going to be our topic today here on Waypoint Radio, episode 146. I'm Danielle Riendo, and I'm joined today by Rob Zachney. Hello, hello. By Patrick Klepek. Hey. And by Austin Walker. I'm making my own fun. <laughs> you sure are. Uh, what am I doing? I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to make a game really quick. I'm going to try not to drink all of the water in this cup oh. by the end of this podcast. Oh, it's my God. It's hard because I'm very thirsty. That's a hard game. That's, yeah, exactly. To, yeah, there's always, there's always fun in, in making a game out of any situation, out of anything in life. And, I, you know, this topic, of course, is kind of evergreen, but it's also – it was definitely brought up to me by the idea of, you know, making your own fun in Sea of Thieves. We're streaming mm-hmm. a lot of Sea of Thieves these days. It sure seems like, uh, Austin, you and Patrick are making your own fun in a way out in certain ways. Yeah, or role-playing totally. in a certain way. And maybe that makes it more fun than Rob had in that game. So I figured this is a good topic to kind of chat about. And we have a lot of stories uh, from readers as well that are pretty fun about kind of finding your own game or making your own little game within the game, which is always a, a good ass time. So, uh, do you want to talk about a way out a little I bit? Guess, and I guess why you're making it. Start. Yeah, well, it's like it's funny because I think it's it's like you said it's Steve Thieves. It's a way out. I realized Far Cry it was Far also, Cry. Yeah, honestly. it's Far Cry Five. Yeah. Where like the thing that they want me to have with it is not what I'm having with it. Yeah, um, and instead. The best time I had was playing it with Patrick. It's it's even it's even XCOM two or the Chosen where Rob and I will occasionally fall into we'll do like a really intense mission and then for twenty minutes at the end of a, any given session we'll be like oh we recruited this new soldier it's time to play Barbie dress up and like and 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 write out a whole backstory for this character yeah. and like figure out who they are and make them look absolutely ridiculous. It's also what Natalie was doing in Bloodborne the other day. Absolutely that, true. That, that jump. And I think Danica and I were making our own fun of of watching you do this, and yeah, yeah. Natalie's <laughs> Natalie, like, that, that was not Natalie? fun. No, she said no. She just said <laughs> off mic, no, not at all. Um, but yeah, so I think it, it's been it's been uh, in my in my head and all of our heads in some ways a lot recently. Um, in Sea of Thieves and in a way out, the thing that is so interesting for me is versus like XCOM versus even Far Cry, which I'm still enjoying when I take an outpost or something. Right? It's just I'm really enjoying it when it's like. Hey, let's both get in planes and try to do some bullshit. Uh, in Way Out and in Sea of Thieves, I don't know if I would be enjoying it as much if not for the extra spins we're putting on it. Sea of Thieves more so than a Way Out. Yeah, I'd yeah. say um, Sea of Thieves is just like a game when I look at it on its face, I'm like, ain't much here. Like I don't. I, this isn't a news podcast, right? But like a thing that happened this week was that someone finally hit the level fifty. Like pirate legend cap, where they got level fifty across all three. Uh, oh, all the criteria, all the three yeah. different like factions. Basically, um, they did it in a kind of suspect suspect yeah, I was way. Say, I'm not sure they <laughs> is uh, uh, well, the, they, the operative. The, term. The, they the community the, of people community. <laughs> who was who was helping uh, shepherd loot into this person's ship so they could 
game the system and, and listen and pirates got pirates make it pirates the way they got, got pirates have crews i don't have a problem with, like i don't have like a, a, the problem with it is that uh, like is that a like a fulfilling reward less that the person went through the, yes. the, the, the hoops to get there well like imagine if he had gone through the hoops to get there and then he got the reward he got which was very little so to set that up just a little bit and sp- i guess spoilers for for Spoilers uh, for Sea of Thieves, sea of thieves. which is like a very story light game anyway. Yeah. But so there are three factions, uh, and it's like one of them is you're going to go hunt for treasure, one of them is you're going to go fight pirates, and one of them is you're going to go find animals, capture them, and then trade them in at outposts. Uh, all of those things are various degrees of monotonous, and the fun comes from what you do on the way there, how your ship gets caught up in the very like uh, uh, dynamic storms and weather systems, how you may or may not be attacked by uh, enemy uh, other enemy ships or other em- other players ships uh, all of the sort of like um the the sort of things at the edges that that give life to something that is really plain but this guy got to level 50 by a combination of playing the game himself but mostly through his fans feeding him like the things you turn in at the quests he like yeah. jump from game to game and like be part of teams that were handing in quests uh and then got to level 50 and then found that the reward was like a new area a new um like a uh, outpost, basically like a legendary outpost. It's filled with ghosts and some other cool stuff, oh. um, but like nothing else really. And <laughs> and the big reward was, uh, and this is why I think making your own fun and see if thieves is so important. Yeah. Was that you gain access to a new type of or a new faction of quests that gives you a combination of the other quests you've already been doing the whole game. Like it's like, oh, well now you can fight skeletons and collect treasure, hunt for treasure in the same overall quest okay. structure, but it's just the same stuff again, just more of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, there is no fourth like extra thing that's really going to bring this game to life. It's going to be whatever you bring to it. Um, and I, all of us have played that game. What has been like the one thing that you have found? You're like, I got to do this thing. This is the thing that brings me joy in this game, <laughs> even though the game itself maybe maybe not as pro- yeah the game structure itself, the quests, the the combat, whatever it is, isn't providing it. What's the one thing for all of you that you're like, this is the thing that I find fun or that I'm making my own fun with? Huh. You guys on the call want to take this one first, Rob? Helmsman, Rob. Helmsman, Commodore. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, for me, like I'm over it. Right, like, oh, damn. I mean, that's He's the thing. Done. Unless, like, it relies on other people coming along to make the fun for me, right? Uh, to an mm. extent, like, it requires stumbling across someone who's just the right kind of asshole to create <laughs> sort of a pirate uh, chase. Either we're dueling with guns, or we're chasing each other, you know, across the ocean. Then that's really cool. Then all the sailing systems, simple as they are begin to come into effect the sort I'm sorry of, you're not tacking enough for you rob we're not uh <laughs> God damn, like but for real though tack like tacking is pretty essential okay like, i get you this whole like oh just sail into the wind like an asshole tacking. they're magic boats i guess what is tacking? okay so tacking, danielle so the thing is the sailing ship can't sail into the wind because the wind is how it propels itself it just can't like really be done but what you can do is you sail sort of close like just off being directly against the wind and then you angle your sails so that you move slowly uh in an oblique direction off the wind even (laughs) though and then you sort of reverse direction so you average out to a straight line that goes against the wind i hope everyone comes out to my new gallery show an oblique direction i Uh, like that i'm really exploring (laughs) uh the the notion of antagonism and and uh opposition and you can make your own fun while you go to this gallery by only looking at the every third painting right you you have to tack your way through the gallery space Uh, just imagine how much fun you'd have like having like the helmsman or the ship's master or like call for those direction changes and everyone has to move the sails at once and oh it'd be great That'd be uh, fun. but we don't do that one day rob we'll have the version of this for you <laughs> but I, like i guess for me the, the point is like there are there are moments where uh like in a really nasty storm uh sea of thieves becomes a really fun like nautical adventure in, in, in a way i like uh but at other times it kind of feels a little bit too much like being sort of abandoned at grandma and grandpa's house and like <laughs> there's not really the toys you want or any toys at all but you just have to like make something out of this so you don't like go, like die from fucking boredom uh so i guess like that's where i'm at with sea of thieves and that's why like i'm all about like using fun systems to create even more fun i'm a little bit less here for like we built this parking lot where we might build a game someday. 
you Here see anything shopping there you like? Like, yeah, crash these shopping carts against yeah. each other. <laughs> Patrick, how about you? <laughs> Is there something you like especially? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because I, uh, prior to Fallout 3, I did not really touch open world games because by and large, I'm someone that prefers structure in games uh, because I'm, like, as a, as a, as a human being, as an individual, I don't consider myself to be a particularly creative person. Like, if you give me a, and I, I mean it in the sense, like, if you give me a box of Legos, like, that doesn't seem, like, that's not interesting to me. Like, if you give me a box of Legos that I'm supposed to build, like, the Millennium Falcon and I can follow some instructions, okay, like, I can do that. Like, I'll find that satisfying. And so, but I don't, as just as a person, I just don't genuinely lean towards, like, here's an open box, like, go find the fun. It's like, like I prefer structure and being able to deviate from that and be creative like within certain means but generally speaking i'm not someone that has found it satisfying or just doesn't have the certain uh, uh personality to to kind of go down that path and so see if things i find fun like partially as a if i was playing that game with just some friends i mean maybe if i had the right group but as a streamer it's different because i'm like all right i'm gonna be like more aggressive i'm gonna be a dick like i'm gonna take on a persona <laughs> That is going to allow us to hopefully put ourselves in situations that that finds that fun. Um, but like, if I was playing that game by myself, even if I was being aggressive and being a dick, like I don't know if I'd find it particularly satisfying. There's a certain context in which I've enjoyed Sea of Thieves, but um, and not even advocating for like I think it's a mistake for Sea of Thieves to like XP itself and and go down a traditional route. I think that that game should go down a route that is. Uh, leaning into giving the players more verbs and like creative expression, yeah. and and if you need a, a, an XP-ified game like Ubisoft is making a like pirate ship <laughs> game that's supposed to come out yeah. later this year, or early next uh, year. So like Rogue, Rogue, Assassin's Creed Rogue, literally HD just came out oh, yeah. again. If you're like desperate for that version of it, you can go play that Assassin's Creed game that no one played because it was one of those cross console. Cross generational oh. games. Mm. I thought about checking it out. I like I like pirates. I'm in a piratey mood. I guess that one was pretty cool. But Patrick, we're having the same thing. Literally the same thing of like aggression is our savior with a way out. Mm. Yeah. Um. Where it's like we made this agreement early on that we would do the thing we normally wouldn't do. That like normally. So so there's two characters in a way out. One of them is kind of like a nebbish like. Uh, got in over his head, but kind of wasn't was I think he was an accountant or a lawyer, like white collar crime type type dude. Is the vibe is the is the Rob yeah. is looking to interject. <laughs> I, listen, we have our theories. Don't Look, spoil anything. Okay. <laughs> we I listen. Don't spoil anything. We're finishing this game maybe today. Um, I have my theories about him, but his his presentation is like. I'm calm. I'm rational. We should sneak through things. We should find social solutions. We shouldn't be threatening people. Hey, Leo, give me the gun. I don't want this thing to blow up. Um, Patrick is playing as Leo, who is like a criminal with a heart of gold, loves his family, oh. is a good dad. But a dipshit. But is a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, but stares 100%. At, but stares at plants and goes, can I eat this? <laughs> Um, but there was one yesterday too that was very sad. Goes up to a cancer patient and says, "Like you look kind of fucked up." Yep. Oh no! Yep. Uh, There's a bit yesterday when we were playing where you just walked over to a barbecue, like to a to a, uh, a barbecue, uh, and opened the lid on it, a grill, and opened the lid on it, and then just picked up like a hot dog and took a bite a of it. Burning. It's not like it's. It's like no. oh, that's been out. Like I'm gonna take that out. Like it's no. a. It's a. It's a. It's hot. Clear. And it was so funny. You picked it up. You pick it up and his hand burns, but like especially because at that point in the game we'd sort of started picking up on the vibe, or it was like you yeah. went over and it's like you opened it, you smelled it, yes, and uh, mm, that sounds it's delicious. goofus and gallon. It's goofy exactly. I went, I kind of wafted it at myself. You walked over, you grabbed it and just took a big old bite and put and it we back. Call, and we called it. it. Was like I bet, I bet I'm gonna open it and just pick up that goddamn flaming hot dog. Right, and you did. And so to some degree, that fun is in the game. Like, I'm not – I don't want to take it away. Like, they programmed and wrote those scenarios. Like, no doubt. And it's meant to be funny, right? Like, it's it's not – there's not a – there are ironic layers to our enjoyment of A Way Out. But then there are, like, full-on, like, this was intentional. This is what they were going for. Like, this was a setup and a punchline. Like, there there are, you know, whatever light characterization there is, like, there – it is – uh, for, to a certain degree, intentional. So it's not just like, ah, oh, this is like a shitty B movie, and like we're just along, kind of laughing at with their, their the fact that it's endearing. Like there are parts oh. of that, like I think, are genuinely well made and interesting and right and humorous. But when we had a seven minute long arm wrestling duel, 
I don't think oh, wow. that's maybe what they had intended. Uh, or when we tried to see if anything special would happen if we both used the porta potties at the same time. <laughs> Uh, is, like there there a, are, is there a timing on R2 that will make a fart noise? Right. There's a lot of us trying to figure something out. A lot of it did actually come back to letting Leo take the lead in certain scenarios where it was like, all right, we got to get across this bridge. We could sneak under quietly or steal a cop car and try to drive it across. Like the clearly wrong idea. <laughs> he puts um, on the hat. He puts on the hat. He puts on the hat. He's wearing like a prison – like gray PT like physical trait PT gray oh, shirt. Wow. It's very clearly in his prison garb. It's like, oh I gotta put on this cop hat. That'll do right. Nobody'll know. Lay down in the back. No one will notice. The fucking goofball. I love but, but, him. But, what, but like uh you know like to like this this broader question is like what a way out does and like what I I think part of the reason we're responding to it is like it puts a certain amount of like structure and possibility space in the player's head, right? Like, it says, like, hey, this is a game where you should reasonably expect you can go up to a lot of things and maybe something will happen. It's not true of everything. It's not true of all objects or characters. Some things are funny. Some things are just an aside. But, like, it sets up a certain expectation that I think... uh, I don't know how other people play this game. Like, and it sounds like maybe, like, Rob and your partner didn't play it this way. But for for us, and I'm sure this is partially informed by, um, you know, both our creative choice as artists... And uh, and um, being on a stream, stream artist, uh, right. yeah. it, you know, is like, oh, like maybe we can do this. And then that allows us to kind of play around and experiment and, and push against the game in a way that I, I think we're, you know, was both intentional. But I think it's also very missable depending on right. like how you go into the game, what you end up responding to. Um, and uh, yeah, like I it's. Mm, I'm really enjoying that game. Like, good is, like, a more uh, ephemeral question, but, like, if good means, like, I had a great time for, like, seven hours, like, yes. (laughs) But I think that's, like, an aspect of what makes games like this work now is that there's sort of an ecosystem that gives people ideas about how they can have fun with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, let me, like, I think, I think my partner and I would have enjoyed A Way Out a lot more had we watched you guys streaming it before we played it mm. but like remember our encounter of it was completely naive of anyone's reaction <laughs> right so like go back to that prison sequence where like uh vincent is walking through uh into prison and he's talking to guys like being sort of whatever like uh a prisoner intake right the the hallway that leads to the inevitable like d saying and the right the, the full the frontal scene i got you yeah yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you saying you and your partner didn't do what austin and i did and try and see how many times we could see the dick right uh or like we try to talk or we talk to people and like you know the first the first conversation you hear is like this guy's just hanging out in prisoner intake and being like what's up uh and yeah this is great that's well timed i need to mute that shit what's up one second <laughs> uh, I mean, improv, improv. Improv. This is it. Well, like, that's Let's the make thing. It work. Is, Rob is not wrong that there's lots of stuff in that game that I think is just not good. Like yeah. there's a lot of the dialogue in those moments, and especially those early moments where you're like, "This is like such a stock character from these types of movies and TV shows." I didn't shows. feel good about it in the first like ten yeah, minutes. I want to say the first hour, I was like, oh, boy, yeah. oh, boy. But once we got to escaping, the moment that did it for me was fishing, probably. Yes. It was like, oh, okay. There's a yeah. moment where you have to, like, craft a spear very lightly. Like, there's sure, no, sure. it's not like Minecraft. The, and the splashing, the splashing might have oh. been it for me. It was just like, oh. Mm. Yeah. One Beautiful. character has to, like, splash in the water with this very goofy-looking animation to try to draw the fish towards the other one who's standing still. Sorry to spoil this puzzle. Who's standing still with a spear. <laughs> Almost got Patrick with a spit take. <laughs> it was very close. It was real close. Uh, and then spear the fish. It was wow. very good. It was very, very good. Wow. Well, and um, I would also say, like, I think there's also, like, a meta layer on top of uh, a lot of games where the fact that you it's so easy to share your experiences yeah. in a game and that, that you can be rewarded with likes and retweets and, and right. views. Like, I think that, in a, like, much broader sense, uh, has encouraged people to look at video games as more of a playground or more from a creative angle because, oh, like, maybe I would do the straightforward thing here, but, like, maybe I can get something wild to happen and then I can share and clip that and, and put it up. Like, I think that actually has a tangible... The fact that you, it is so easy now, to, especially, like, on the on the PS4. I know you can do it on Xbox One X, but it's a little yeah. 
tougher. Um, uh, but I think that like that that sense of being able to share things with the world has like a broad impact on how people even play most video games because like you are more encouraged encouraged to kind of push the boundaries of any game like whether it's encouraging you to or not because like well if something happens like i'm gonna want to share this with people um, right and, and yeah that's a uh, even uh, just among friends like i think it's easy to hear that and think like oh well of course you guys think that you have a huge platform but i i follow lots of people who have small platforms comparably yeah. who aren't at publications who are just friends of mine who also clip funny things that happen to them in far cry 5 or i think like a uh, voodoo person on twitter joel our friend joel yeah. who clips uh his favorite his best street fighter 5 matches yes. where he just like runs back like an incredible comeback and gets the win and it's like yes like awesome like i'm glad that the audience even though that audience is just, like his friends can encourage him to keep playing Street Fighter V, even though he's not, like, a pro and even though he doesn't have a huge audience, right? It's just like, right. hey, I'm it, It's fun clip. to show these things. It's fun to share these yes. things. I think there's a huge element, and we've touched on it a couple of times here, that streaming, the performance of streaming is in its own way making its own fun, yeah. right? Sometimes, like, again, with, with, like, with Natalie the other day. I'm sorry to bring this up, Natalie. She's Natalie making a face. A She's really upset. So what happened, in case you missed the stream, is Natalie is really down. wanted an item in uh, in this area of Bloodborne, and she kept trying to get the jump just right to get this item. And she lost a lot of blood echoes. She lost a lot of uh, blood vials. What went wrong, exactly? Uh, you know, just the jumping in that game is wonky as hell. Oh. And uh, it, it became a whole thing, whether or not she could make this jump. We made a lot of songs about it. This wasn't it. like a progression jump. This wasn't a jump she needed to make. This was no, just a fun... this is just to get the thing. Fun? Was it when fun? When we told her what she got for it, it was... I think it hurt her a little bit. I think there was physical pain. What was it? On her face. It's the thing for the hats for your little messenger guys. Oh, those so are they cool. Can wear hats. Cool. It's cute. But it was but like literally hours of like trying to make this jump. You see our faces. There's actual face Wait, faces so were made. You you let her do this. Yes, we did before telling her for, for a little while. She kept going afterward. For uh, it, it went on for a while. It went on for a while. I'm not gonna lie. But see, this is what I'm saying: is Danica and I made our own fun. Out of Natalie's you suffering. Were okay, hold on. That's not. No, this is terrible. Like we can't extend making your own fun to your friends being assholes while you suffer. No, you can't. I think no, you, you can. can. Someone, that's someone that regularly used to play the X Files theme in, in bars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you can. can. There's performative trolling. Is part of streaming. Was Natalie and Natalie? You're, you're suggesting was taking some enjoyment from that as a player. I think it's more like she was uh, taking one for the team, so we could have a funny stream. Gotcha. You know, it was I think good that's extremely? what happened. What's was that? when Danica was like, "You just lost all your blood echoes." <laughs> that was good. That's that's what you. That's the sort of like detail that you want people to point out when you're feeling low. Yeah, yeah. you yep. just want like everyone to know, like, "Hey, that, you know? that resource you painstakingly collected." <laughs> It's gone. It's she gone. beat a hunter earlier on, too, and lost all the blood echoes from no. it. And she fell down a ladder and lost all the blood no. echoes. It was, it was hard. Natalie, thank you for being a champion. You are wonderful for dealing with us and not actually murdering us with the controller. Because that could have been very you know much you reasonable. Are? You are the dude you just fucked up your Ferrari guy from The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Correct. Classic. Yes. That was us. Agreed. That I'm was sorry us. I wasn't here. Natalie, I'm sorry. I couldn't write the ship. <laughs> Give you a little tip on the jump or whatever. You couldn't tack the sails. I couldn't tack the sails. Yeah, you couldn't tack the sails in that scenario. But sorry, sorry to bring up painful memories, Natalie. But this is all to say that I I actually think that streaming, especially streaming with, uh, you know, in the context that we stream, with a bunch of us, you know, kind of trying to be fun and find our own fun is a way of doing this, a way of making your own fun in a game. There is a through line here, which is, and I'm not putting you and Danica on blast, but is there a limit to this or is there a a place? (laughs) Started cracking up. <laughs> is there a moment at which, and this is true for Sea of Thieves also, is like Patrick, you and I, all of us, yeah. we've spoken about how part of what makes Sea of Thieves kind of weird right now is it's at a crossroad or it's at ends with itself mm-hmm. about whether or not it wants to enable aggressive pirate like behavior from its pretend pirates. Where is, not where is the line, but when we talk a little bit about where this gets into trouble around, like, I'm making my own fun at the expense of someone yeah. else. For instance, one Natalie Watson, Waypoint's <laughs> live stream producer, 
Um, or you think about something like, you know, obviously we had that conversation about spawn camping inside of Sea of Thieves where you steal someone's boat and just yeah. they keep reappearing on it and they need to scuttle the whole ship in order to to be able to like start over again. Um, we're, we're like, that's the thing where it feels like the game has dropped the ball because you're a pirate and you should be able to steal someone's ship without them being forced to not play the game anymore or whatever. Right. What what's what's happening there? Like why where how far can we push like this is how I'm making fun for myself even in a scenario where like maybe it makes it less fun for another player. The ethics of making your own fun yeah. in other words. Yeah, I think especially there's... in multiplayer scenarios or in co-op scenarios or in scenarios where Natalie is playing Bloodborne. Right. I think Bloodborne was a special case because Bloodborne itself is such an asshole. It is such an asshole of a game. I will fight anybody to the death so who thinks just it's completely fair extend, all the time. You're making it more of an asshole. I mean, like, you're making it to worse. be clear, it was more that we were laughing at what was happening right. than telling her, oh, you need to do this or okay. you're not playing right. This was very much like we were just amused by what was going on in the room and, like, fostering that. It was not like, Natalie, you have to do this or you lose your job because mm-hmm. that would be really mean. Um, I think there's, like, a gut check of, like, how mean are you being that people should probably take. And, of course, it's going to be different for different people. And there's – I think there's a real discussion to be had about the the actual sort of ethics of this. Like, where is this practice actually, like, doing harm to another person, mm-hmm. right? I think that's always going to be a discussion worth having. Absolutely. Well, it's hard because, like, the harm in most cases in games is about, like, time being wasted. I think yeah. about something like Sea of Thieves where, like so, – so here's a case where someone was probably threatening to do us harm but it actually made the whole experience more fun for us was at the end of our stream yes. on Monday. When yeah. was that? Whatever day that was. Wednesday. What's today? Today's Friday? I don't remember. It was Wednesday morning. <laughs> I think it was Wednesday, yeah. It was Wednesday morning. Yeah. We played. It was me, you, Natalie, and Danica. Mm-hmm. Uh Right? Is that right? Okay. Uh, and it's been a long week. <laughs> it has. Um, and we had like a really um, simple run that day. We did a bunch of quests. We had a bunch of treasure. And and we were ready to turn it all in. And we hadn't really seen much of anybody. I tried to get us a, a little spicy. I tried to like, oh, there's yeah. a sloop. Let's go fuck up that sloop. Let's go take whatever they have or whatever. I was hoping for a galleon to come through on us. There were a couple of times where something could have jumped off and it didn't. Why didn't you fuck up the sloop? Because no one else wanted to. It was just me oh, out there. Come I, on. Wait, Natalie wanted Natalie to. apparently wanted to. But like, two on two, I guess that's not enough. Jump off the boat and just try and swim <laughs> after it. It was very far away. It was one of those things of like we have to really make a committed effort to get it while it's there. So we, we pull in to port and there is a ship there. And we're like, we're coming to the end of the stream. We need to turn in this stuff and end the stream. So finally I had my moment of like, oh, we got to go in. We can't waste time. We're not going to go to another outpost. We don't have time to go to another outpost. We have to land here. And as we arrive, it starts to pull away. And they're like, oh, they don't want none. It's cool, whatever. And then as Danica runs on to the to the dock, she sees someone yeah. there, and it all clicks into place for me where I'm like, oh, shit. They're, like, juking us. They put three of their people on the ship, left one behind as, like, an ambush, and they're going to loop back around and get us. And what ended up happening is we ended up building an entire system of, like – escorting people back to shore with with the loot so that no one ever was alone and we were able to get yeah. in and like turn everything in and in the end we never got jumped I never saw that other person I was ready to get I was ready for that chat swears that that other person was there <laughs> so I believe them but I suspect that person just got left behind on the <laughs> island and like my pig who only spawned in right, for you that guys was also way weird. after <laughs> Uh, but like I suspect that person just got left behind by mistake and then and then respawned on the ship and was was never there for us in a real way. Yeah. But imagine a scenario in which like that person kills us and then they take all our shit and they turn it all in and we lose the entire like two hours that we've been streaming. We lose all of that progress. For me, I'm cool with that because like that's the game. And for me, that's actually and also there's no real progress in that game. Right. Yeah. Swish what's good. Who it's cares? It's all a treadmill. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's fine. In fact, that, that's part of why I'm happy that there's only what they call horizontal progression because I I like the risk of being able to lose something there. Yeah. I like the, I'm the person who's like, yeah, two hours? Fuck it. It's gone. Let it go. Like I had more fun in that 15 minutes of being afraid of being ambushed than in the two hours of just running things like clockwork. Um, and so for me, that's fine. But there are lots of people for who that's terrible and scary and like – or especially if someone is using a loophole or is finding a, an exploit or a creative like a social engineering solution to fuck them over where it doesn't feel fair or something like that. Um, this comes up a lot in games that have this mix of PvE and PvP. So it happens yeah. in MMOs. It happens on EVE Online. Lots of like – Souls games. The, right. Totally. The yeah. Souls games were like someone will roll through. There was a – I remember years and years ago when I think it was Vinny – 
Ravinia Brad was playing through Demon Souls, and someone invaded them using the scraping spear and broke all of their armor. Oh Just my God. broke all of all of their that armor. That happened to me. Totally. It sucks. It's in the rules of that the game. That would make me mad. It, right. It does. It feels like because, because. <laughs> I, I thought it was fu- I, funny when it happened. I was mad, but I was like, mm, funny. So that's the thing. Is mad, like, but I think, laughing. I think yeah. the thing that's interesting about that is, <laughs> yeah. in a traditional fight, you, what you lose is, if you die, you lose your souls, or you, you die and you drop your souls. If you die twice, you lose your souls. So maybe, at that point, what you've lost is the last 45 minutes of progression or something. But once you get your armor broken, that actually extends out the time cost of what has been taken from yeah. you to something that feels like it's more anger inducing so you have to grind for more materials to repair your armor or whatever just it is play you have offline to do. what's that was it what was just that one play offline okay, play <laughs> offline totally the risk you take man <laughs> so that's so i think that's an interesting subtopic here for sure yeah When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I, I, I totally agree. I get really mad. I mean, the thing is, I don't play a ton of multiplayer games because of this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I just don't want to mess with it. I'm more interested in, like, the systems that were designed and, and what's going on in the game. I find it interesting from, like, an outsider point of view. Right. Uh, mul- what, you know, shenanigans in multiplayer games. I find them interesting to sort of watch, especially somebody streaming and that sort of thing happens or somebody shows me a highlight. That's interesting. But for me in my life and for a lot of the, sort of the letters that we received, it's a lot of folks who took, like, yeah, a lot of folks did this with multiplayer games as well, but who right. took like a single player game and saw if they could break it in an interesting way or saw if they could like do a weird thing in an interesting way. And that was the fun of it. Right. Uh, and I guess that ties back a little bit to something I talked about last week, which was the uh, pacifist runs of, you know, violent games, basically. Right. That sort of thing is always I'm always down for that. I'm also somebody who really enjoys watching speed running, which is an entire category of making your own I mean, fun. Yeah, totally. Basically, totally. like it's an entire genre with of making sub, your own fun. With sub examples of that exactly, where you don't yeah. Just do. I'm going to play this game as fast as possible. But you do a run without Glitch any exploits, or, or, or yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you do the the half a press run of Mario 64. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite yeah. thing ever. Those um, are so good. Little weird sub sub genres of it, in which you're constantly like, how can I reconfigure this game and my play in a way that brings me even more joy and challenges me in a different way. Yeah, um, those are Into very the fun. Breach does that kind of in an official way and by giving you achievements to go after. Oh, yeah. But even just like, oh, I'm going to do this random team. I'm going to do this weird collection of, of mechs is really good at like, ah, figure out your own challenge and go for it, right? It. It's very This good. game is actually like addictive for me. I'm at 165 so hours now. <laughs> I can't. Stop. We just need a camera on Natalie's face for this entire podcast. <laughs> isn't, it, it's, isn't it still like not like because you've left that on for probably oh, 60 yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, it's not. It's not like official, but it's probably at 100 hours right now okay. for a real play. Okay. So like it, we're getting to. It's good. We're getting to almost prey territory. So you like it at this point. Is what you're saying. I might be in love with it. Mac. I might be marrying into the breach. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. We're changing legislation so that a woman in a video game can get married <laughs> in the state of New York. Yeah, finally. It's going to happen. Finally, the representation. Also, Prey. I'm already married to Prey. so it's like, fine. It's, you know, so it's like poly. It's a poly situation. It's a poly marriage of a game and a woman. And a game. Yes. Or is it – Are Prey into the breach also – Yes. It's going to be a okay. full poly situation. Gotcha. Like fully poly. Not just meta – what is it? What is this right I don't fucking know. It's been too long. Metamore? Metamore. I think it's yeah, metamore. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this has been fun. We have a million stories, okay. so I figured we could go into stories uh, soon, unless folks want to kind of talk about another game that they've done this with and had a really good time with this. No, I always like good. to oh, I always like to leave their you know room yeah. for this sort of stuff because it's good. Maybe some of these stories will spark a story of our own. I have like seven that I picked that were really good. They, we got a lot. Thank you so much, uh, readers slash listeners, for sending in. Uh, cool stories of games you've made your own fun in. Got to read a few, uh, and maybe those will spark some some thoughts for us. The first one is uh, I figured I'd start with a Soulsy one. Sure. You know we're talking about Souls a bit. <clears throat> 
This one comes in from Jake from Illinois. Jake says, about a year ago, I was introduced to the Souls community, and with it, I was introduced to challenge running. I was a little iffy on whether or not I really enjoyed the Souls games until I started watching some of Lobos Jr.'s videos and streams. At this point, he'd probably done every kind of challenge run you can think of. No leveling, no healing, magic only, shield only, etc. Uh, This is when I saw how deep the Souls games can really go. My favorite run I've ever done is with the mods that increase the number of enemies as well as surviving their aggro range, or sorry, excuse me, increasing their aggro range to a ridiculous size. This combination of mods turned the game into more of a survival horror game than an action RPG and was full of completely unexpected jump scares and just disturbing, broken AI behavior that isn't normally seen in the game. The game played more like Left 4 Dead or Call of Duty Zombies than I came to expect from a Souls game. This is the most fun I've had challenge running because I was feeling something uh, new while playing one of these games. Genuine fear. I think at the core of making our own fun in games, we always want a different experience that feels fresh but familiar. So I'm curious if any of y'all have ever gotten an entirely different feeling from what you normally expect from a particular game, playing with weird rules and making your own fun. Um, yeah, well, so I, the, the one that comes to mind for me is the one that I wrote about again or referenced again last week during our my gun week thing, which was Watch Dogs, the first Watch Dogs, yeah. where I d- decided to do a pa- – not a pacifist run, a, a, a run without killing anybody. Um, or uh, the thing that was interesting is I didn't do a run like that because I wasn't going to restart the game every time I killed somebody. But what I did was like give myself the talk that said, hey, for real, I'm going to try to get through every encounter without killing somebody. <laughs> I'm going to commit to that. Like, I know that Adrian Iconic Hat Pierce is not the dude who I want him to be. He is not well, – what's the, what's the guy from Person of Interest, Rob? What's the main character's oh, name? Uh, Mr. Reese. Is that his name? The main – the, Whatever the main guy is in Person of Interest. I forget. Well, it's an ensemble cast, Austin. Okay, There's no the real main guy. The guy who goes guy. out there and fucks people <laughs> up after, with the guy in his ear. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese. I, I like – OK, he's not going to be Mr. Reese. He's not Jim Cosviel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's not going to be that character. I know that. But there's enough overlap here that I can kind of play it that way and try to find solutions that don't involve me just shooting people to death. Um, And that meant that every time someone got killed, whether in a car accident, like someone who's trying to run across the street and I just clipped them, or there was at least one or two situations where I finally got completely closed in by security guards or by cops and was like, all right, like I can't win this fight with this baton alone, with this baton in stealth. It's time to bring out the gun. That made those moments actually feel really tense and scary. Yeah. Like and so like I didn't keep a bunch of weapons on me. I didn't keep a bunch of ammo on me. I like I kept it was it was one of those things where, like I'm willing to pull the trigger, but only in the absolute most like hard like the most the most uh, inescapable situations. Um except for the one time that I ended up writing about for paste years ago, which was like this whole situation where it basically looked like a hate crime had occurred and I just got like really angry and interceded. Um, and so that, that to me is like one of those exact things. It's not a cha- – oh, it is a challenge run to some degree. But it's not a challenge run in that traditional sense where it required me to start over if I didn't mm. succeed. It was just like I'm going to role play it's as a this role character. Play. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was really fun. That was really – really like made me like that game way more than I would have otherwise. Well, yeah. And a question about that. I think this is that's an interesting case of like – a lot of times games can end up maybe sabotaging the fun that they're best at providing. Mm. Like, I think Prey does this to an extent, right? Like, you can break the progression curve of that game. Or Bioshock, famously, like, people, like, what, like I remember designers were surprised that people tended to repeat what they were taught in the intro of the one-two punch. Right. Zap somebody Zap with a stun smash. and then execute them with a gun. That's kind of what you did. And people didn't play with the cool tools that you were sort of given. I think um, for me, like Watch Dogs, because it was such a crutch that, like, if you were a shitty hacker, like, uh, special agent man, you could just pull, like, your arsenal out of your trench coat and murder 50 people and, like, be like, I sure hacked that. (laughs) Uh, Like, (laughs) get a rocket launcher. (laughs) Right. Totally. And so, like, that's a case where, like, by playing, like, by putting those arbitrary limits on yourself, by saying, like, I'm not going to play Prey with anything but human powers. I'm not going to do any direct damage uh, plasmids in Bioshock. I'm not going to use guns when hacker abilities are available. Suddenly, like, it turns out there are systems that are, that like, support a much more interesting game. But more direct solution ex- solutions exist and end up sort of sabotaging the game that is there. One of the ironies of Watch Dogs 2 is that in supporting more um, 
uh, non-fatal violent ways of play. You had like a way cooler attack option in the um, in the cool like yo-yo attack thing, oh, and yeah. also there were like stun weapons and stuff that were non-fatal. Um, I actually, in, in trying to pursue a similar like play style, felt less fulfilled because it didn't feel like I was playing against the game. Uh, it, it gave me too many options to be mm. non-fatal so that so that playing it that way was just like not that big of a deal. Does that make sense? Yeah. It wasn't a challenge at all yeah. in, in that way. So that was that's that's my I, I'm it was the right decision, I think, for the game, but also I kind of missed that that added challenge of doing it. Yeah. You wanna you wanna do it explicitly when you're not supposed to right. do it. Right. Totally. Which is kinda cool. That's yeah. kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm always gonna respect games that let you do to break the hell out of the game. Yeah. Of course. That's me. That's how I play everything. I always it, I always play immersive sims like this. I always do like a different challenge run for myself in right. any in almost any playthrough. I won't like necessarily restart everything, but uh, that's that's how I have fun. The challenge run we're doing currently is: can we record a podcast without there being loud yep. banging in every yep. adjacent room? We're next to the like security room now, so there's always security room stuff, and we're like on two sides. Like one side is the kitchen, which is like the show kitchen, yeah. and one side is like the security office. So it's always like, well done. It's great. Good, good challenge, Ron. Good challenge, Ron. All right. I'm going to uh, – this one, I think, Austin, you're going to appreciate this one. This one comes from Need More Loot, uh, who's in uh, our uh, our fan Discord and also uh, uh, watches streams and such. Uh, hey, Waypoint fam. A long time ago in a virtual galaxy far away, I had an MMO problem addiction to a little game you may have heard of called MXO. The Matrix Online for you blue pills out there. I spent most of my disposable time and the time I should have been sleeping fighting tirelessly for the – Oh, Jesus. Merovingian? Merovingian. Merovingian. Okay, great. For the Merovingian across Megacity, mopping up those pesky followers of the Oracle of Machines. There was a system in the game that would reward the most loyal subjects with a chance to party in club hell with the Merovingian himself, and if lucky, steal a kiss from Persephone when he wasn't looking. However, one night, we discovered if you invited party members, let them in, then disbanded the group, you could smuggle people into the instance. Nice. Imagine over a hundred people dressed in what uh, now would be appropriate <laughs> dead orbit outfits and fetish wear partying, Good. eating far too much cake, and having a great time. As a side note, we would also try and get a little backdoor action and sneak into the corridors as uh, seen in the films uh, and would soon find a poor GM dressed as an agent of the machines that would be tasked with chasing us out of the area by any means, including killing us in-game. This is by far one of my favorite moments of making what was fairly it was a fairly flat buggy, remember those elevator doors, Austin, do. MMO, that never quite lived up to the promise. Much love to the rare rabbit wherever he is now. <laughs> That's matrixy as fuck, man. Yeah, dude. It's so good. That game was so good because... Because the solution, the solution on the GMing side always felt in character. Because it was they like oh yeah they the had GMs, to like police right the right? games like, played as agents who were policing the simulation and so like yeah if you found an exploit or got into a situation you weren't supposed to the agents would show up for you you know and like so chase good. you away or kill you um, <coughs> the game was really fucking good and we'll never see it again it's fine oh. it's fine that's fine. I really want to read like an oral history of the making of we, that game. We so we did an oral history of or not an oral history. We did a um, a a profile on the the fan who is trying to archive yes, it and make it. I remember that. Make it uh, you know playable again in some fashion, but that's it's a long road that's taken many diversions. But yeah, an oral history of just the game itself, the making of it, yeah. the GMing of it. Like the major factions would be very would, would make me feel so very cool. good. Were the Wachowskis involved? Because I know, like famously, at the end of the uh, action console game, the Wachowskis sort of appear at the end and <laughs> oh, like sort yes. of lovingly like just bash video games and yeah. then yep. admit, like here's a boss fight. Was there similar like? I think Wachowski they influence I, on I, Matrix I Online. I think that they were involved with some of the story stuff because the story continues. The story picks up from the end of the third Matrix film and involves things like the death of Morpheus and like some other major factional realignments and and betrayals. But it came, it, this came out after the trilogy was yes. finished, yes. right? Yes. So they were probably working. They're getting ready for Speed Racer. Yeah, of course, of course. I bet that they had some TV oversight. In, I yeah. bet <laughs> they shoved over a police or a police bible. Is what I almost said a uh, a story bible or like a, like here is like. Here's uh, three pages. 
here's a one page on where we see this going. Fill it in, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember. I bet if I if you dig around online, you'll find out instantly. But I don't have a computer. They understood video games, so yeah, 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 yeah. I, it, exactly. There's, there's reason to think to err on the side of involvement over well, non-involvement. I think even the the model it took shows their their influence. The notion of GMs playing as agents, yeah. is such a Wachowski thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. God, that's so cool. I really wish I could have played that because it feels like that one was day. something that I would have. One day when we'll that fan gets travel. it, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, or we have or time that. travel. Yeah. <laughs> or this or that. Uh, another fun one here comes in from Ryan. He says, Hello, Way Pals. Deus Ex 2000, so the original, had a few points uh, where you were given access to an apartment slash office space that, in world, is opened up uh, to your player. I would spend way too much time bringing cans of pop and other items into these spaces and carefully organizing them on shelves and in closets, making the space my own. Unfortunately for me, there's a plot beat wherein one of these spaces is raided by the men in black. Rude! When you later get back, uh, when you return to the space, I believe it's been taken over in some fashion. This impacted me greatly as I spent so much time establishing this as my personal space for my character. So, of course, I spent the time reestablishing this place as my home. I get the urge to play this game once every couple of years, and each time I go through this exact same sequence of events, it's great every time. I just love that. Somebody who's like, hold on, let me get every soda can in the right place. Like, let me get every, like, object in the right place. The irony there, too, is, like, that was improvisation the first time. Yeah. And now it's become, like, their canonical playthrough technique, and so they do it every time. JC's a big nester. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. He really is. I'm it really is. I remember uh, Dialacina, who's freelanced uh, for us a few times, ma- did something like this with Prey. Like, didn't even really like Prey very much, mm-hmm. but, like, got everybody into uh, uh, Morgan's apartment. Like, everybody in, like, the first couple of levels Jesus of the game Christ. and, like, just dragged them all in and was like, here it is. Here's a corpse pile. Like, that made is a enormously giant, aggressive. Like... Yeah. That <laughs> is, Let them know. That's, you know. That is such a revealing detail about Dia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like... I hope I'm misremembering this, well, this but I saw pictures. Well, this game doesn't let me drop a deuce on someone's carpet, so <laughs> I'll do the next best thing. And drop 30 bodies. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Just, like, put them around Are the you bed. not pleased with your handiwork, Morgan? <laughs> I mean, that's what Morgan was like. I'm just, yeah, you know, yeah. that's how you can play Morgan. Sure. Oh, God, I love that stuff. I do that sort of thing. Not with the bodies, but, like, I make uh, piles of... <laughs> This is how I play Dishonored. I make <laughs> I make piles of sleeping guards, and I make them into, like, arrangements, but I make sure they're all in the recovery position, oh. which is lying on your left side with your legs in a certain... A real, this is a real-life sure thing. they appreciate that. This is a real-life thing. I make sure they're taken care of. I put them in a safe place where uh, either rats or uh, the blood flies can't eat them, uh-huh. put them all in the recovery position, and I make them cuddle. Like, I, I definitely make them, like, spoon in certain it's arrangements. Not... I make a whole... What do you think they do when they wake up? Why are they? They're spooning. Yeah, but why am I spooning with this? Why am I spooning with my coworkers? Because they're right. coworkers. So, you know. I have done something. So this actually happened to me last week. Okay, oh, uh, I was playing Dishonored two. Were you good. the big spoon or the little spoon? And uh, <laughs> no, I was doesn't in Starbucks doesn't involve spooning. So I was playing Dishonored, and there was a guard that I had to. He was being very fussy, so I choked him out, as yep. you do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and knocked him unconscious. <laughs> and then there was a comfortable chair. And I was like, I don't want the other guards to realize that anything's amiss. I'll bet, like, canonically, it would be clever of me to put this guard all drowsy-like in this chair, and it'll be great. Couldn't quite get the guard to sit in the chair correctly. Um, So I sort of stepped back and aimed, and I just sort of tossed the guard uh, onto the chair. Well, it turns out that um, Emily Caldwin... Like she's buff, man. Yeah, she is just she is just a beast. <laughs> and she flung that guard oh, no. past the chair, oh. over the guardrail behind the chair, <laughs> and down the four story drop ah. uh, behind, like over the catwalk. I see where the problem is. Oh, and uh, that's anyways, the problem right there, Emily. Yeah, that's away. kind of where my non-lethal playthrough uh, sort of hit a snag for that mission. I was just like, I'm going to cleverly stash this guard in the chair, and then just basically like Batman this guy <laughs> off the building. And wait, what do you think Batman does? He routinely drops people. Off not onto the ground. Yeah, that's right. He, he ties a rope around their leg. Like, right. like the snap of that's not going to do some real it's fucking like a, damage. It's like a micro bungee. Uh, you know, he's had it designed. He's a genius. He's a science genius. Yeah. And so he made it so that it doesn't hurt anybody's legs or their bodies. Mm-hmm. 
Lucius Fox? Didn't you see? Didn't you? Aren't you familiar with the comic books? Alfred, yes. does it ring any bells, <laughs> Rob? <laughs> Lucius Fox, great humanitarian. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Good. Good. He's real good on privacy rights too. Gotta tell you, he's good on all the all the ACLU uh, issue areas. Real good. Did that movie come out while you were at the ACLU? Yeah. Fuck. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hold sure on. In that it was 2009, defense. right? Was it? Or was it too before that? Anyway, continue. All right, I'm sorry. May have, right. Right. You're right. I think you're right. It was like 0908. It was, it was it was a while ago. But but Lucius even says if that building if that if that device uh, is uh-huh. at Wayne Enterprises, I'm not. So like you know, yeah, but then even he goes along with it. And he's like, well, for Mr. that Wayne, one case, for that one case, there's that always one, one case. There's always one case. <laughs> anyway, we can't do this. This is a different podcast. <laughs> See, we're making our own fun within the podcast. We this are. is us. True. This is it's us. True. Hashtag this is us. All right, we got a a good one. I think Rob would uh, really appreciate this one, especially. Uh, I think we all will. But Rob, this one's you know it's kind of for you. This is from James in Vermont. When I was in college in the early two thousands, I started playing the baseball management sim out of the park baseball. It was fun as a single player experience, but I was really intrigued by its online play options. If you had thirty or so friends, everyone could control one team. You could trade players between clubs, draft players each off season, etc. Unfortunately, I didn't have one friend who was the exact type of nerd to get into this baseball management sim with me, much less 30. However, by virtue of some message board or chat room, I stumbled across an online OOTP franchise league that was looking for players. The crew that I signed up with wasn't just interested in working to outmanage each other, however. Uh It turned out this was, basically... A role-play league. Oh, hell yeah. As a manager in the league, I was not only obligated to check in a few times a week to respond to trade offers, make roster moves, and set lineups for next week's games. I was also required to document my fictional world. I guess this is really a Rob and Austin thing, so... Yeah, I'm all in. Each week, I had to write in-universe team press releases, game stories by the local beat reporters, and the occasional profile of one of the team's stars. The sim had started in the 1970s or so, and I was at 1980 when I joined on, so I'd write press releases about how we just drafted an exciting prospect named Daryl Strawberry, (sighs) with whom we were expecting big things. I'd write little game summaries in which I'd entertain myself by including references to then-current events. E.g., just as we were all delighted to see the American hostage come home after their oh long God. captivity in Iran. So, too, were the faithful at Kauffman <laughs> Stadium excited to see their first-place Royals return from a lengthy road trip. It was very stupid and kind of fun. Can I role-play this person's, like, editor? I think you should. I think you should. Be like, I don't know, this is some purple prose yeah, here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it was very stupid and kind of fun. Though, as you might imagine, after several months of writing stories like that, it started to become kind of a chore instead of a weird way to flex my creative muscles. But it was a fun, weird thing for me my life uh, for, for a while as part of an attempt to add a bit of color to all the qualitative, uh, excuse me, con- quantitative output of our simulation. Thanks for the podcast. Take care. James in Vermont. I love that so much. I mean, that's amazing. It sounds excruciating. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Uh, I definitely did something very similar to that as a, as a teen in like online fake wrestling leagues. Good. Um, wrote all the promos, described matches. Lots of lots of linking MIDI files oh, yeah. for what my entrance music was. You know, all the Did you all record the anything? No, no. Okay. I didn't have any audio equipment at the time. It was like this yeah. was like I was like twelve or thirteen. Do you know what I mean? Like right. it was not I did not have that that set up. I wish. I wish that's what it was. It was not that. <sighs> you need to tell us a little bit more about it? No, because it was so long ago I don't okay. really remember much, right, honestly. Fair. I just remember the the website form the form just was hideous. It was like black and yellow and <laughs> Like, you know, it looked like an old GeoCities page. Perfect. But I was writing about my wrestlers. So, you know. I, I hope you find that one day and share that with if us. If I ever do, I promise not to. <laughs> I'm, I, oh, man. I wish I knew where my – because GeoCities got archived. Yeah. Um, or, like, people, you know, did the, the work of archiving when GeoCities went down. So it's like uh, those websites exist. Like, and I know I've got one, many GeoCities websites. But I have no – you have to know, like – like, what were you in Times Square? Like, you know, like the different divisions that they had you like fall in based on like what kind of stuff you're writing about. And then you also need to know like the number or something like that. I wish I had that. Someone go find my GeoCities website. Yeah. Well, because you were actually writing professionally when you were like 13 or 14, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, stretch the definition of professionally. But yes, uh, <laughs> somehow I 
was getting money in the mail that my parents were taking away from me. Rightfully so. Oh, wow. It was too, it was too much. It, you don't need $500 uh, a month when you're uh, 12, right. uh, is what I'll say. So they put it in a college fund and gave me enough to buy. You could have been a really cool games. 12-year-old, though. No, I couldn't <laughs> have been, Rob. The coolest. All right, I if, I was able to go, if I could go back now and be like, yo, here's how you be a cool 12-year-old, sure. You could have been like Jupiter Republic. Jones and those guys, like hire a chauffeur to take you around on yeah. adventures with your video game money. One time, one, oh, so you laugh, but uh, um, one time, so when uh, PR people... This is uh, long before I understood uh, or would have turned these things down, but I was uh, was too young to know better. When PR people would find out how young I was, they thought it'd be funny to, like, when they had the budget to do things, like, to, like, send it to the, like, 15-year-old because it was, like, humorous. And so uh, Rockstar Games, uh, I can't remember what uh, game it was for, but famously was showing something downtown in Chicago. And so... um, they're like, we'd like to have a town car pick you up. Oh my god! And it was actually like a limo, and they had me pick had it. Uh, they picked me up from high school in the limo. Holy oh, shit! Man. I bet everyone thought you were really which cool. Of, which of course, all, my dad was also in the limo, right, so right. that was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, that adds up. Say so it wasn't quite like big. No, no, unfortunately, that's if only. God. Oh my god! Hopefully, I was, hopefully, I was going to see Manhunt too. I, I, yeah, that probably. <laughs> I actually think I was going to see Smuggler's Run. Oh, okay. Which, uh, okay. Highly oh, underrated. They should have sent a big uh, truck. PS2 game. They should have sent like a big like Humvee or like an off-road yeah, yeah. truck to pick you up. But like a stretch, like a stretch Hummer is what they should have sent to pick you up. Oh, stretch mm-hmm. Hummer that would be on on brand at least. Wow. All right. I don't think we can top that. I think that's that's pretty good, <laughs> Patrick. That's pretty awesome. Patrick Klepik, fifteen years old, made his own fun by being picked up by a limo. <laughs> sent by Rockstar. <laughs> sent by Rockstar. <laughs> It's pretty incredible. Patrick, uh, Reddit is going to have your ass for this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you add it to, uh, what is it, Deep, deep, deep freeze. freeze, whatever that yep. is. Oh. Add it to the list. God. <laughs> yeah, just... Also, I used, to turn, I used to turn in all the games I got to GameStop and <gasps> spend it on more games. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Ethics. I was, four, I was 14. Any 14, I would have yeah. done that. I think that's <laughs> also, what was I going to do with Harry Potter for Game Boy Advance? <laughs> Play it again. And this time, only make your own two, fun. Yeah, exactly. Don't use a broomstick. See yeah. if you can get through the whole thing yeah. with no broomstick. Good luck. Good luck in the Quidditch mini game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Harry had to learn how to run for once. Yeah, for once. Do in his a little running. Life. Use your feet, Harry. Yeah. Good. Classic. Classic line. <laughs> use your feet, Harry. <laughs> it's Snape saying he's yeah. he's wait, shaking a wand at him. Okay. All right. I guess we we have made our our own fun enough. I know. I have my mother's feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh I gotta my God. go. Okay. I didn't. I want the record to show. I did not finish my water. I won my my game. He made his own fun. I've, I've, oh. Austin's gotta go. So we're, Austin, where can we find you online? Austin underscore Walker on Twitter. All right, Austin, Rob, where can we find you? At uh, Rob Zachney. <laughs> Patrick, how about you? Now that you're not 15 uh, and a little, you can uh, find me at Patrick Color. But living up to 15 uh, year old uh, Patrick self, uh, I just want to let people know I. Uh, I'm in the process of getting the answer to life's greatest question. Hell yes. Uh, where does the poop Whoa, go? Oh, shit. Um, so if you watched our, our Waypoint uh, streams of A, uh, a Way Out, uh, th- we don't un- – apparently uh, I was informed, uh, Austin, that uh, Vinny also raised this question Good. in Jive Bombs. Uh, but people want to know. Where's the poop uh, go? Where does to, the poop go? To, to, to summarize it very quickly, when you were escaping from prison in A Way Out, um, you have to, like, remove a grate from behind a toilet in order to, like, get into the larger, like, uh, innards of the prison to, to make your a way out. Uh, and <laughs> it's unclear how these toilets work. Like, it's they're not connected to pipes. Like, you just move this toilet out of the way, and then, like, you're presumably pooping in these toilets. So where does the poop go? So I sent EA an email. <laughs> like, I realize this is a little weird. Where does the... And I wrote an email, where does the poop go? And they said... This is hilarious. We're going to forward it to the creative director. We'll get back to you next good. week. And I was like, good. We're going to get so, the real answers whoa. to the real questions. Hopefully the creative director, that dude, that dude does seem to have a sense of humor. So hopefully I. <laughs> hopefully he has a good answer. Let's into it. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. find out. Oh, I, I'm very excited to find out about Poop's Way Out.
basically. That's yep. the real, you know, use that in the head. That's free. That's free right there. As always, you can send questions or great stories about making your fun to gamingadvice.com with the subject question. Shoutouts to Bowen for letting us use his track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. We're on Twitter at Waypoint. We're on Facebook at Waypoint Vice. We're on YouTube at Waypoint Vice. We are at waypoint.vice.com. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your stories. Wait, we- you need to tell people about PAX East PAX again East. before we forget. Bubble Bee Theater, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Be there. Is it 2.30? It is. I checked. 2.30. Yeah, yeah, I kept thinking okay. it was 6, but it's 2.30. It's at 2.30. Bubble Bee Theater, thank you very much. You're all beautiful people. Have a great weekend. Be good and be good at it. Peace. Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.